Hello everyone, it's time to start our uh, webinar today uh, delivered by XAPA, XAPA.org. Um, XAPA advises, invests and advocates um, and helps basically uh, investors and large companies uh, to accelerate their transformation and contribution to global goals. It's a pleasure to uh, get a chance to share with you today our uh, Towards 2030 uh, report and at least um, another view. Uh, and I will start with a few practicalities uh, for our conversation today. So, um, well, thanks so much for joining us. And I'm happy to uh, make sure that here are provided a few online meeting instructions that uh, might be helpful to know. Um, you are by default unmuted, uh, meaning that uh, the idea is to make sure that uh, the conversation remains um, as clear as possible to everyone. Um, there is a system uh, that uh, can help you to use the chat function if you have questions and want to raise hand for questions. Um, uh, the camera is off, basically. I don't think it makes sense for um, our webinar to use videos. It's a way to ensure that there is greater bandwidth for everyone online. And so there are videos that can be provided as part of the, the webinar today, and we will provide the web link. So you can make sure to look at those videos as part of um, addendum of the, the, the discussion. You are very welcome to invite other participants. Um, it's very easy, again, um, through the participant function and to Eventbrite, uh, which enables other participants who have access to the link uh, and, and join our webinar. Uh, this webinar uh, content uh, is recorded and uh, will be uh, archived on our website and the publication um, section and uh, accessible at will uh, for anyone willing to know more or again if you want to share um, that content to some uh, interested colleagues or experts or uh, people you think can find um, the content of our 2030 report relevant. So now that some of the practicalities have been presented, let's move on. Welcome to the 2020-2030 Sustainability Delivery Decade. Um, so today uh, we are going to explain uh, some of the key findings coming from our report, uh, 2030 report. Uh, I must say that it's an added page report, uh, provide more details. Prior to that, make a brief introduction to xapa.org, so you know our perspective, where we're coming from in that conversation. Um, and we thought that as part of the, the content of our webinar, we were show how to work the talk out of the key finding coming for to us 2030 report with an example of how we can blend digital solutions and impact investing uh, models to explore innovative um, uh, solutions accelerating contribution of private sector on agenda 2030 uh, and we will take the example of supply chain and a large-scale dissemination of technical training solutions for sensitive commodity supply chain. So we are at SAPA. If you joined us, uh, that's basically because you heard of us um, one way or another, uh, and you want to know more about us. So SAPA, uh, basically, to start from somewhere, and uh, now that's, I think, a good way for you to take part in this webinar with at least learning something from us. It's coming from the CEO language, and it means discernment, wisdom, Honest, reasonably. We created XAPA as a core team of people willing with good expertise coming from multiple fields, from sustainability, financial engineering, digital solutions, development issues, 
um, ethics and corruption, agronomy, and we thought that we needed to have a space uh, where we would provide concrete yet innovative solutions, enabling investors and uh, private sector companies to learn from what they've done to date on sustainability and understand why and how best to quickly transform their activities and adapt to world which is uh, witnessing a triple revolution, a digital revolution, an environmental revolution, and a social revolution, meaning that between today and 2030, we have very strong reasons, and that will be a thread of our webinar today, to believe that market customer expectations are drastically changing very fast. And for investors and companies, it's time to really explore very seriously what they can do to transform themselves, build resilience, and learn how to become much more inclusive in the way they operate. We do that across three pillars of our of activities. First, uh, we advise. That means that we provide strategic and concrete um, uh, consulting services, enabling companies to strategize what they can do um, to understand environmental, social, and ethical um, um, variables that can have a bearing on the success of the failure of their businesses. We do develop business strategies accordingly. We lead risk and due diligence activities, and we provide support and remediation and training. With our consulting activities, we believe we are here to help companies really learn how to do more in a more effective manner, in a more strategic way, learning from the wealth of interdisciplinary um, expertises that our expertise based across um, our office and networks can bring. At the middle of our activities, and that's the core of our offering, we invest. We are an organization which has been established to design, deploy, impact investment solutions, enabling to federate interests of investors and companies, as well as ecosystems of stakeholders, to collect funding, enabling to reach a scale and an impact of uh, solutions addressing global goals that has not yet been achieved. And we want to learn from activities done to date, and we know that access to resources is key and critical um, to accelerate transformation of business processes. So we invest. And last but not least, as you probably have actually already uh, 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 noticed, we are a dot .org organization. content across a blog, uh, briefing papers, reports to us 2020, 2030 is one of uh, is an illustrative report that we produce um, that we want to share uh, to make sure contribute faster to the big issues of carbon and climate, biodiversity, circularity, uh, human rights, inclusiveness, uh, among other key uh, challenges uh, we are all facing um, for the years to come. 
We operate with a network of um, uh, 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 more than 150 uh, partner experts based across the world. Um, that ensures close contextual and operational support, and that can connect our activities, if you take the example of impact investing activities, with um, local accountants, uh, legal experts that can help to deliver programs on the ground across the world. Or when we lead due diligence activities, we ensure that we actually also contextualize and, and add um, as part of our activities um, local experts that can expand expertise and or ensure that we deliver in a cost-effective manner with local expertise, uh, uh, ensuring uh, reduced um, just the carbon uh, footprint of our uh, project, for example. This provides an overview of uh, advisory activity. Um, as you can see, that goes from materiality to frame priorities, but environmental, social, and government governance or ethical human rights issues might mean for whatever business, asset, or product or service. Then in the middle, we deploy and design business strategies. Um, increasingly, we are asked basically to work on the concept of purpose and to assemble a um, myriad of activities um, and make sure that a sustainability program ensure consistency with a purpose. So that's part of what we deliver. We explore gaps between intent and actual operations. We conduct um, um, gap analysis on management systems across environmental and social issues and commitments to see what might be increased, building and capitalizing on existing management systems. And we need due diligence activities uh, related, for example, to climate and climate risk and or human rights and human rights um, impacts. As part of our advocacy activity, um, I would strongly advise um, you to uh, register uh, to our newsletter on a monthly basis. Uh, we share um, a sample review of our most recent articles or initiatives. Um, it's for free and um, you can subscribe whenever you want. Um, you can also follow us on our across social media. We have a LinkedIn account, Xapa. We actually also have a Twitter account, Xapa.org. Um, you can follow. Uh, we also have a Medium account, Xapa. Um, these are good ways to keep an eye on what we're doing. And you can, of course, whenever you want, feel free to have a look on our briefing papers and blog posts to see the latest that we produce. And we do produce uh, on a regular basis. Let's move on and discuss then um, about um, some of the key findings coming from our 2030 report. Um, and we believe, and that's been a conclusion uh, that has been shared among a large number of people we got a chance to engage with, that uh, we are entering a decade uh, where uh, a lot of critical improvements are expected on the forefront of um, environment, uh, social, and, 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 and ethics. Uh, we believe that companies, investors, have to think very seriously about how they can adapt to that changing environment uh, if they want to ensure uh, that they can build their own resilience, meaning building their capacity to remain competitive, generate margin in a world that is changing. And we believe that it is expected increasingly for them uh, to demonstrate capacity to take part in inclusive growth models. Um, 
So some of you as participants, you might have seen that when you're part of large corporations, you're including us, whether you deliver across the countries where you operate in terms of do you create jobs, do you pay taxes, how do you contribute to local economies, no matter which economies we're talking about, developing economies or emerging economies as much as OECD-like economies. So it's a question that is coming from all over the world. In other words, welcome to the sustainability delivery decade, meaning welcome to a world where it's increasingly important to factor um, environment uh, resilience, social inclusion, and ethics as part of competitiveness to remain successful and get a chance to survive as part of the, what will be a brisking uh, in 2030. There is a short video which is accessible on the web link uh, provided on that page. You can click on it uh, or if you go on our website, uh, the publication section at xapa.org, xapa where you can um, have a look at that terminate video which provides an overview of what's at stake and why we believe that a countdown has started and it's important to adapt businesses and the way investors are thinking in terms of um, asset management and and, and, and and how to generate yield and return on investment for the years to come. So what's at stake? Two concrete things are happening and clearly changing the way we are operating right now. We, whether we like it or not, digital technologies are clearly exponentially disrupting the way the world works. Uh, there are pros and cons attached to it. The truth at the end of the day is that the digital revolution is on its way, which raises a lot of questions. Uh, in terms of, from a business perspective, whether and how best to remain in close contact with customers, uh, how to update processes accordingly, uh, and how to remain competitive in a world which is changing very fast. So we believe that as part of those um, big issues at stake in terms of how businesses are able and capable to adapt to uh, a changing environment, it is important to tap into the potential of digital technologies. We also believe, and uh, towards 2030 report um, is a good way to explore those, that finance uh, solutions are evolving very fast and uh, there are a good number of innovative solutions uh, available. And a lot of the challenges to date for people working on sustainability has been absence of access to resources. And we believe that it's an interesting moment when the level of liquidity available is pretty high as much as the interest um, for a lot of those liquidities to explore different models and ways to generate return, for example, with impact, is increasingly growing. So it's easy to start a 2020 decade being fairly pessimistic about whether and how economies might change and adapt to um, the agenda 2030 expectations. Uh, we preferred to take a different perspective with the Towards 2030 report and explore how best to tap on the potential of digital technologies and how best to instrumentalize innovative finance solutions to accelerate transformation and adaptation of companies for greater contribution to sustainable development goals. That's coming at the moment when, um, on top of what we just been shared. Um, interestingly, 
the complexity of what frames sustainable uh, development has been defined across a limited number of uh, sustainable development goals, framing overall global priorities for business and all system of stakeholders. That means that at the end of the day, working today on issues such as life on Earth, biodiversity preservation, gender, um, distance work, are good ways to focus efforts among the 17 SDGs and ensure that no matter your perspective, no matter where you're coming from, if whatever uh, you do has an impact on some of those SDGs, you're part of a big journey, you're part of the big picture. And we might remain pessimistic whether the world will achieve SDGs by 2030, but we are pretty sure that the SDGs are here to frame the framework which can rationalize and ensure greater coordination of efforts. The second aspect um, is basically that we clearly don't want to watch 2030 report to just be a candid report saying that technologies are basically here to provide solutions for everything. Instead, we really, we really don't want to be candid, non naive, exploring how technologies can amplify programs um, addressing SDGs. And towards 2030, the report is pretty clear, and we're very aware of a lot of the ethical, um, human rights related risks associated with the, the development of technologies. We're actually also very aware of a lot of the issues um, that can ensure a deployment of technologies that can be climate friendly. However, it's because we are aware of those that we think we can make progress um, instrumentalizing technologies uh, and still exploring ways to remain cautious um, in the way we navigate the pros and cons brought by technologies. Third, uh, as mentioned uh, about um, massive amounts of capital that is available, um, the whole journey um, of towards 2030 is clearly actively exploring liquidities and, and financial solutions because um, we believe that there are a series of, of financial innovations ensuring that today compared to what was possible just five years ago, there are high degrees of liquidity that can be uh, directed to support programs that can be led by persistence of multi-stakeholders, corporations, or just by investors on their own to accelerate uh, programs ensuring um, to scale up decarbonization, biodiversity preservation, um, more uh, resilient or inclusive supply chains, for example. Towards 2013, I said is a close to 100-page report, which you can download in full details at xapa.org uh, at our publication section. Uh, we can also download an executive summary of five pages to get a brief overview, and you will be able to uh, review um, that uh, presentation presented in this webinar that is recorded. Uh, and now the section provides an overview of the methodology which has been um, deployed to lead to the findings of towards 2030. We've collected qualitative and um, quantitative data combining interviews with, internet, with um, institutional investors and experts based across a couple of OECD economies, Brazil, China, and India, NGOs, and a good number of companies. When it comes to the practices of companies, we have um, explored uh, public information available for 
uh, close to actually a 65, should say 880 companies that has been combined with direct interviews with people from a good number of companies. We explored with these companies very simple questions at the end of the day. First, what are your sustainability, what, what do you think are the sustainability priorities you really think you need to work on as part of your own transformation and where you think you're best positioned to ensure greater contribution of your activity or your industry towards the agenda 2030? Second question, do you believe digital uh, technologies and which technologies can basically have an impact and a bearing to accelerate whatever you're exploring? And third, have you thought about um, innovative financial models to expand, accelerate whatever you've been doing with your own programs or you know, coalition you're part of? So these have been basically the key aspects uh, that have been explored across um, interviews and across the, the reviews that have been conducted. Here is the first of our key findings. Uh, in fact, we said a bit earlier that um, sustainability had never been any clearer than what could be provided within the framework of Agenda 2030 with 17 one seven global goals. Uh, and a key finding from our uh, report is basically we can actually even narrow even down uh, the level of, of, of priorities that are understood by the investors and companies uh, to no more than six overarching priorities, which frame most, if not all, of the investments, concerns, programs, commitments that these people and decision makers are increasingly thinking of. Number one is decarbonization, which in a way should say is clearly a, of a simplification of a broader climate action program. Number two is uh, related to water depletion and efforts uh, reducing or mitigating risks of water stress. Number three, which has been um, uh, pretty key on top of the agenda, likely in 2019, and it's probably also why it has been really top of the agenda of most of the people that have been interviewed and part of that process that have been conducted mostly in Q3, Q4, 2019, as deforestation. Remember, uh, that has happened at the moment when uh, fires in Amazonia uh, uh, forced investors, in some at least, to um, reiterate interest to better understand efforts made by um, issuers um, and companies on that front. And it has come at a moment when many companies have uh, made back in 2015 commitments of zero deforestation by 2020. And it has been a disaster to consider that most, if not all, of the companies, to our knowledge, have not been able to deliver on a zero deforestation commitment to date. So that remains very high. Four is related to circularity, uh, which, in a way, is basically another simplification, again, of another key environmental issue, which clearly is the concept of uh, what company and finance can do when it comes to biodiversity preservation. And so biodiversity being to date fairly vague in terms of actual way for companies and investors to activate and deliver on solutions, a translation, what companies can do on biodiversity translates into number two, water, three, deforestation, and four, circularity. And another way or another perspective to understand circular economy activities or development of a program relates, of course, directly to the growing and skyrocketing pressure related to plastics 
and circularity, if you take that from the angle of plastics, is, 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 is super important and clearly top of the agenda of a lot of the decision makers, which have been part of our process. Five and six are more related to the social agenda, although, of course, there is a thread um, related to the way um, uh, uh, you cannot work on the decarbonization, water deforestation program without a social agenda uh, as part of them, the solution. Um, but number five, social inequalities, is clearly about how um, financial institutions and corporations can increasingly um, uh, build more inclusive models, whether uh, when it comes to their own employees, when it comes to the relationship and their responsibility across their value chain, as much as across the areas where they operate. And it's about can, can translate into taxes, pay um, across areas where they have, you know, factories, uh, you know, the kind of production sites and activities. And six, it's closely related to a global agenda uh, calling increasingly for a mapping action plan and capacity to demonstrate impact on risk mitigation um, to reduce, mitigate human rights uh, violation across operations, investments, um, and value chains. So this broad agenda can actually be interrelated at some point, but these six sustainability priorities are really important. I will move fairly fast to the following slides, uh, providing uh, a quick snapshot on, across these six priorities to make sure that we do uh, take some time to talk about technologies and financial innovation solutions as part of how to uh, deploy new or more innovative solutions able to build on existing programs and accelerate impact and amplify um, dissemination of programs for faster co collective capacity to meet global goals. In simple terms, when it comes to climate, I, the TUAS 2030 report highlights key conclusions and key directions um, that are generic priorities for any investor, any decision maker that can apply across any kind of function. So that's actually, I think, a value of our 2030 report, and has been a very strong feedback that we've been collect, able to collect so far from people who've taken the time to read the report in detail, experts, stakeholders, um, decision makers. It's very actionable, and the three, uh, uh, concrete uh, areas of action that you can see at the bottom of this um, page on uh, decarbonization are things that can apply and can translate across any kind of function, for example, within corporations. Decrease GHG emissions, invest in energy transition and renewables, explore how to decarbonize assets in supply chain, last but not least, invest in solutions to adapt um, assets in portfolio, uh, infrastructure, uh, sourcing activities, for example, to uh, climate change, uh, because we know that this is going to change in a, a context or working environment, business environment are going to change. On water, we believe that uh, the key outcome of our finding is about the, the concept of conflict um, and that water, as much as carbon, by the way, but water particularly, is going to become uh, increasingly conflictual as a resource with stakeholders. Uh, so something interesting, which actually has been applied across a good number of companies for years, 
basically to replicate the model of carbon footprint to water footprint. It's a good way, if you're a company, to understand um, your, uh, the way activities or a product or a value chain has basically a water footprint and where best there can be some hotspots that can be identified to mitigate risks, to use too much water, but to ensure resilience of those operations in contexts where water might become more scarce or might become more conflictual with other stakeholders using the same water resource. Bearing in mind two things, by 2050, based on the figures provided here, there will be a significant increase in population and food demand, whereas since the beginning of the world, the total um, uh, 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 level of water that is available has and will remain the same. So clearly that question of water footprint and how to decorrelate needs of, uh, from water is, is very important and very strategic. A third aspect comes to deforestation, traceability, ethics, and social performance. Um, I said it's very simple. We're at the moment when companies have made um, uh, uh, commitments on zero deforestation. To the best of our knowledge, and um, you're very welcome to bring to our attention different data if you find some, we do not have identified any company um, which has met its target of zero uh, deforestation by 2020. Um, so we welcome such data, if any. And we believe, we have very good reasons to believe that that's related to the complexity of traceability and absence of sufficient investment made um, to complement programs of traceability with um, uh, program addressing uh, ethics, uh, human rights, and social performance uh, on the ground that has related to um, the root causes generating deforestation, whether we're talking about Latin America, for example, Africa, and Western Africa, uh, for example, or Southeast Asia. Um, on circularity, we've focused, it is example, on um, the pressure coming on plastics because it is very high. We've, we've worked on, on those concepts for years and we've clearly seen a, 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 a pressure growing exponentially uh, on investors and, and companies. Um, yeah, and that connects actually also with the climate discussion because lots of plastics is um, a fossil energy related uh, product. So at some point uh, the, the conversations are related. Again, three actionable things that any company or investor can think of. And I would just focus on the, um, on the, the, the third one. Uh, which basically is all about collaboration. Um, and that can connect actually with uh, the concept of digital solutions and impact investing solutions explored in the 2030 report because collaboration to date has been limited by absence of resources to really like, support scalable programs, one. And digital solutions enable to kind of go to an next reach of dissemination of programs, just for example, to meet offer and demand in circularity programs. Inclusive growth is a concept that is a translation of inequalities. Um, and we, because corporations and investors are those who generate uh, wealth across economies, they are clearly in the throes of the cycle where they are expected increasingly to demonstrate the capacity to share uh, much more of the wealth that is generated. Should they not want to, because they, you as decision maker, do not consider that it's your priorities. Uh, the truth is basically that this is increasingly expected by the stakeholders 
and it's part of the license to operate across a good number of of of, um, of operating environments. And that connects, of course, to taxes, to transparency on how value is created, and a lot of um, correlated issues. As part of the solutions in towards 2030 report provides a very large number of, of options for companies to activate and explore their own solutions. Um, human right impact assessments across operations and value chains is a good tool to ask yourself as an investor or as a company a very limited number of simple questions. How my activities impact negatively, positively, the vulnerable segments that are um, impacted by my activities? When I make an investment in an asset to build to a construction, to which some some of the vulnerable segments, whether we're talking about workers, whether we're talking about nearby communities, whether we're talking about the longer term impact of that building or construction in a given area, can have negative impact across all of these segments. And then thinking about that, how to slightly improve, and it's generally with limited cost, you can improve the business plan or the business model of the uh, building them the asset to ensure that there is a greater share uh, that is shared with people in the area, creating local jobs, ensuring uh, support to local um, training, um, uh, providing access to decent jobs for people, uh, uh, ensuring that there is better local access to taxes and the benefits of taxes. There are multiple solutions that can uh, enable to reduce mitigate risks of not being inclusive with vulnerable groups. And human rights is increasingly part of um, uh, 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 compliance for companies and for investors. And I would just focus uh, on, on investors here again. Uh, there is a growing uh, level of examples. We're just building on my previous example with my construction site. You can be yourself an investor and you think that you just invest in a construction and it's not your responsibility to take responsibility for potential human rights abuses that can happen in a given site. The truth is, uh, it is pretty documented today that uh, there, can buy, there can be some uh, regulatory expectations that can go all the way up to, um, to, to, to investors. And I would even mention an example of a hotel uh, in California uh, that has been instructed through investors based in France with no routes, no connections with that hotel in California. Let's move on and make sure that uh, we discuss also about other aspects. So as you can see, at the end of the day, we have these six priorities of sustainability, which are top of mind of decision makers across investor communities, financial institutes, and large corporations. They know increasingly that part of the way they need to transform their strategies, operations, they need to contribute uh, across their ecosystem uh, are depending on whether and how they accelerate on climate, weather, secularity, deforestation, human rights, inclusive growth. How technologies can enable solutions to expand cost-effective programs? So one of the key findings that is coming with our report is basically at the very beginning of this um, section, we do not believe that all these acronyms, whether we talk about Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, 5G, whatever, make sense on their own. But instead, it's the combination of those technologies which has proven to generate much more impact um, than each technology on its own. Second, um, 
is of course, and that's to be taken for granted, every business is impacted. And whether we, we like or we take uh, technology and technology changes as something we want to embrace, there is just no choice. It's good to, it, it has to be said at some point. Uh, and third, when it comes to acceleration, uh, we should say here uh, that many are still maturing. However, we think, and that's a direct connection with the following slide, we believe that today digital technology is a buzzword and we're not coming to that conversation being candid about technologies and embracing every gadget coming our way. However, it is clearly proven that many technologies, um, for, for many technologies, we tend to overestimate the growth and their impact on the short term and basically what a drone can deliver. And at the end of the day, today you can play with a drone. I don't really realize that the drone is more than a gadget and for many reasons. So we tend to overestimate and make big words with little changes in our day-to-day -day life. However, that actually also means, and that this has been proven by past experience and recent innovations, that we tend to underestimate the long-term impact of this technology. So for those, some of you uh, taking part in that webinar today who are old enough to remember for example, the, the very beginning of Google in the mid-1990s, I'm sure that you might remember the, the first moment when you, when you used Google and, okay, you had a new uh, browser and you could explore uh, some interesting and pretty smart um, searches uh, compared to what you could find on the market in terms of other and competing um, search engines. But at the end of the day, that was, that was about it. So some of you could keep using other search engines and that was okay. And I take that as an example to draw a parallel with where we are today and compare that with um, how Google across multiple uh, diversifications and, 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 and ways to use technologies has huge implications and is shaping very different business and day-to-day -day working and, and living environment uh, impacting a lot of your day-to-day life. So we overestimate the growth at the beginning, we underestimate the long-term impact. Um, another aspect, if we project ourselves in 2030, is basically to consider that most of the technologies and acronyms which have been explored in the 2030 report are showing uh, that there is um, uh, a dissemination that is moving extremely fast. So there's clearly an acceleration um, with solutions and technologies that are becoming increasingly affordable for small businesses. And that makes a big difference because if the conversation is primarily about large corporations and investors, which basically have the resources to afford access to, uh, for example, augmented reality technologies, that's okay, that's fine. But because such technologies are becoming increasingly affordable for um, small businesses, that has a huge impact because small businesses at the end of the day can represent 95, 98% of economy, meaning that the acceleration and dissemination is, is basically exponentially uh, going to, to happen for the years to come. I will move on um, to this section, but I just want you to have a few numbers top of mind. Uh, for example, when you look at what the implications of big data, you can see a number of how by 2025, the level of investment made in the space of artificial intelligence is multiplying by 100, um, as an example, and how technologies can have proven to be extremely disruptive to address you know, a very concrete um, uh, 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 problems uh, addressed uh, that companies have to address. Two 2030 report 
uh, across the 100 pages, includes a large number of very simple, concrete examples. Here is one with Sodexo um, using virtual reality uh, to change the way operational people working in kitchen are able to be trained on safety issues and, and, and generate more awareness on food waste. It's very simple. You project people in the kitchen and in their working environment and with virtual or um, virtual reality, you can see how your environment can be different and how you can be exposed to safety issues and things like that. Super effective to address and, and accelerate access or transfer of knowledge. Blockchain is, is a buzzword. We're exploring that across our report. I would just stop here on time competing. Because as part of our report, I've said a couple of times, we certainly don't want to be candidates. Um, we have a very good sense in our blog section, accessible on xapa.org, and the blog section provides a good number of articles about that. We're pretty aware of the, the, the negative impact can, that can be generated by the digital revolution and the way on energy, for example. Uh, we explored as part of our 2030 report compromising technologies we believe can kind of balance some of the negative impacts of 5G, uh, which generate more Internet of Things, but also uh, triggers more energy consumption. Here is one, tangent computing, which basically enables to change completely the way data can be processed in a much faster system. So here you have an example of how Google and NASA are using um, subsystems and technology to process in a much faster way um, a level of data, 200 seconds instead of 10,000 years. It's pretty impressive. So a challenge we have today when it comes to using digital technologies to support sustainability programs is to say, hmm, am I actually really doing something great for the world and for climate? Um, maybe com many companies are committed to 100% renewables and explore energy efficiency program. That's okay, but here, Actually, what's probably missing and part of the picture to be positive about that is actually also the level of innovation coming even from technologies to generate a new generation of, of, of technologies which can complement pretty well some of the existing technologies um, for cost and energy effective um, deployment. In conclusion, we believe that a lot of the technologies explore much more in detail with our report can generate cost-efficient solutions. They reinforce one another, and that's really important as part of our work. And most importantly, um, we have seen across our interviews and discussions that uh, a lot of companies claim to be investing in technologies, uh, but they have difficulties because uh, they, they don't really know where this is going. It is extremely complex. So as part of our learning, it's clearly to invest massively uh, in technologies, but do that using open source solutions to ensure that no matter what is experimented or deployed, uh, that can remain uh, connectable um, in something that can articulate and complement what might come from elsewhere. And at some point, for example, when it's about working across complex supply chain, companies or investors might deploy, de deploy a certain system and database and using um, open source um, technologies, they can make sure that they don't really know where this is going, um, but because it's, it's based on open source solutions, at least it can remain um, flexible and agile to adapt to a complexity of inter of system which need to, go to, to remain interconnected on the long range. I will move um, on, the, um, on those aspects to make sure that we also cover better finance. And for the better finance, 
I want to make sure uh, that you see why we believe in simple terms that you're coming to this conversation because you want to make progress on sustainability. You're coming to this conversation um, potentially also because, and that's been a, a discussion with many of you, because you consider also that um, at the end of the day, you have liquidity that you don't really know how to create an impact. It's important because in the middle of, uh, at the nexus of that, we believe that the level of liquidity is super high. We believe that recasting risk and return ratio from an investment perspective is, is, is important today because the working environment is changing very rapidly and that the monetary context is changing with low interest rates, meaning that at the end of the day, if you're an investor, it is time to really change the way you invest or it's less, at least diversify portfolio and assets. If you're a sustainability practitioner, there are a lot of liquidities exploring programs where they can invest for greater impact and greater return on investment, and you can clearly be part of the solution. And Xapa Dotorg and I mentioned earlier in the part of that conversation, it's really a cool pillar to be in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of those conversations and connect interested investors with interested industries um, to instrumentalize return on investment and impact and generate more funding, uh, accelerating programs um, impacting agenda 2030 and global goals. So we've explored um, um, 13, one, three innovative finance solutions, multiple ways, some which have been actually already uh, deployed for years, um, not necessarily having sustainability top of mind, but at least that means that the engineering is pretty well tested and pretty solid. Um, and there are some learning that can be transferred easily from, uh, let's say, real estate investment to sustainability program uh, engineering um, solutions. So you can see a list of those programs. And we basically uh, 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 segmented those different um, innovative solutions into five pockets. Number one in green is basically something generally known as part of the tech for good. It's technologies in banking, finance, and insurance, which basically can enable, for example, access of um, capital or financial solutions to people who, historically speaking, did not have good or pertinent access. So that's one area, which can be increased when you instrumentalize artificial intelligence to identify and, and build more predictable behavior and where best to focus some of those smart allocation of resources. Number two, in blue, we've explored as part of our 2030 report, a positive contribution. We can basically come just through different uh, approaches of how to frame investment. Impact investing at the end of the day is all about allocating a certain level of resources with a grid of impact criteria on the one end and select where to invest. And shareholder practices is a way to be actually already on the uh, ongoing relationship and engagement with issuers when you look at that from an investor perspective and increasingly uh, explore environmental and social aspects of assets or of investments to build uh, a joint and a shared understanding of how best to direct liquidity and investments to ensure that the asset or the investment generates more resilience, for example, on decarbonization, circularity of others. It's basically a way to ensure a part of the fiduciary responsibility of asset management um, responsible, um, the fiduciary responsibility. 
uh, when you look at the growing pressure, for example, in climate. Three, we, in Orange, we've explored uh, coalitions of investors, uh, which can be explore how to share split risks and resources to address risky situations and enable innovations to happen. I would just take the example of blended finance. It's a good one because blended finance is growing and it's a system where you can have private investors taking risks that can be backed up by multilateral or bilateral donors um, that can uh, provide an additional layer of security based on actual um, performance that is delivered by programs. So blended finance is, is a system where you have a mix of, 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 of stakeholders with multiple layers of, of security gates entering innovation for practitioners and sustainability programs to take risks, innovate, explore uh, solutions advancing Agenda 2030 um, uh, programs. Number four, new financial instruments is, is another system where investors can condition the price of money with environmental, social, and governance criteria, for example. So you're an issuer and you can get a corporation and for a given program or for a given entity, you can have access to money at good price because you can deliver and demonstrate capacity to deliver at a certain level of sustainability performance. And fifth, um, it's more about uh, what we call decentralized finance solutions. It's more about exploration of technologies and systems which enable to virtualize access to finance, cryptocurrencies, for example, with systems which provide greater access of monetary solutions um, for specific programs. Let me take the example of vulnerable segments, which as part of our system number one, um, can benefit from tech for good. Well, with um, number five, you can have blockchain-based systems where they can be part of some virtual systems where they can use tokens um, to use and benefit from services without real money. Again, as we said with technology, we're not tidy nor naive about all of these innovative financial solutions, and we're perfectly aware that there might be pros and a lot of positive impacts coming with those, as much as risks that have to be generated. Typically, when it comes to five cryptocurrencies, we're perfectly aware of risks related to uh, making sure that our money flux needs to remain formal and not informal. We are clearly aware of tax evasion issues, um, and others. However, that's because we are aware of those that we really believe that they can be explored as part of ways to uh, increase significantly level of contribution of private sector investment to support sustainability programs. For conclusions, um, and again, um, towards 2030 report includes a hundred page of more specific information with case studies, detail of um, multiple concrete examples exploring how, for example, tokenization can be, um, can be instrumentalized for specific uh, purposes. Um, we, uh, we actually also have the executive summary of five pages. All these documents can be downloaded on our website, xapa.org, in our publication section. Um, and that's really for free. And if you want to remain informed about our uh, ongoing and other publications, please feel free to go again on our website and register to our monthly newsletter available in English 
also in French. Um, and that's a way to be aware on a monthly basis of some of our um, development and get much more information. We remain also available to provide more one-on-one -on -one discussion about the findings of this report, should you be interested. Um, but here are some of the key co overarching conclusions. There are, and this has been really uh, confirmed across discussions of people looking at the findings from our report, the decade um, that is starting now is going to be a decade of massive disruptions and transformation. Do you want to be part of the solution or part of the problem? Very simple. Two, we are very surprised with our findings to see that at the end of the day, even large corporations with positions and, and programs going all the way up to 2030 have very limited capacity to project their sustainability programs towards 2025 and 2030. Uh, maybe some of that is because the data that we've been able to collect were in late 2019 and some at least some of the public information that was available three months ago or two months ago from now did not include some 2025 projection. That's possible, and we are perfectly transparent about that. However, the level of um, when even when we're in conversation and we are sharing those findings with people, they agree that because of the complexity and the nature of the topics, companies and investors, and many being pretty candid and non-professional about those issues, have difficulty to project themselves. That's actually why also as part of SAPA.org we developed the consulting services because we know that some are coming to us asking questions to gain clarity on those aspects. Benefiting from people who have worked on those space for 5, 10, 20, 30 years of experience from all over the world. Point number three, um, we explore also um, uh, that uh, uh, target uh, of sustainability need greater consistency and alignment with global goals. It's a way to synchronize agendas. Point number four, technologies is a buzzword, uh, although uh, exploration of technology and digital solutions with strong impact on sustainability is at, just at its beginning. So compared to 2015, we are much more advanced, but we have very strong reasons with the finding from the, of our report to believe that between now and 2025, there will be a massive um, uh, 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 development of those. And more number five, um, innovative finance is really at its beginning. And it is really important, and I think it's probably the key finding of our report, that should you be uh, particularly a sustainability practitioner, uh, scratching your head to find resources to, invest, to, to support and expand resources that can help your um, sustainability program or coalition of multi-stakeholder program to expand the reach and the impact, well, it's important to explore how to use innovative finance solutions. SAPA.org is here to help if you really want to uh, conduct, for example, initial assessment to understand what can happen, build the right program, federate and bring the right investors, uh, SAPA.org can help for that to happen and basically rise the, the additional funding. Just a very brief two-minute overview, walking the talk about an illustrative example, how we've explored ourselves solutions to um, uh, implement the key findings um, that's coming from this report. If you take the example of supply chains, um, there are supply chains on agricultural commodities which are extremely fragmented, complex, sensitive, strategic for many companies uh, with poor understanding of, uh, of trustability, transparency, and high risk of deforestation, of poor human rights management of um, workers across plantations or small who can contribute across 
complex and fragmented value chain. So when we say that digital and innovative um, uh, 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 finance can be part of solutions to scale up existing programs, here is one example that we are um, actively designing and, 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 and developing right now. Um, the this is just a sample of what we do on our website. If you go to our impact investing solution, there is a bit more information about that. If you want to explore that because you have yourself some interest about those, uh, you're very welcome to contact us. But basically, in simple terms, the idea is downstream to start from, to reach uh, local smallholders to give them access of, of training, uh, technical training solutions to a combination of face-to-face -face, um, systems with recruiters and um, digital videos and very simple um, tutorials accessible through their mobile phones. That's actually a way for them to take part in programs where they report on very simple data about how the technical program improved their health and safety, yields, productivity, and other aspects, and, uh, and carbon um, uh, performance. And that's all gathered uh, in databases. From the perspective of uh, buyers, they collect all this fragmented information, which is aggregated across the complex supply chain, to generate more uh, trustability of information and in good faith to enable um, to see how dissemination of technical program can, with a certain level of penetration across complex value chain, um, uh, increase practices um, of uh, smaller and, 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 plant and worker um, on safety environment and, and environmental practice. And so that's a way to basically mitigate risks that can be associated to those programs. So we're exploring those. Um, and this is interesting because those programs are built in a format that um, generate basically yield. And we believe that such programs have proven to um, generate a return on investment. So if you're an investor, you come to that with a return on investment. These programs are designed to reach millions, or at least hundreds of, uh, of, of smallholders. And based, compared to what exists today, these programs are built to, uh, designed to build on, technical, um, on technologies to expand significantly the reach and cost effectiveness of such programs, and to mobilize um, impact investing programs to generate impact and generate a return for those who have liquidities and really are interested in improving lives of people, improving carbon solutions, um, and still making a return. I close here because we're getting to the end of our webinar for today. Uh, I know based on a lot of the, what's coming to um, uh, the chat uh, that that's um, a lot of, um, of content that is delivered here. Um, this is the closing slide where you have access of uh, contact details um, we're based in, 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 in Paris, France, with a network that is based across a good number of, of countries um, that can provide support. You have come uh, email, my name is Farid. Um, I'm accessible on the email and number provided here. Um, a co uh, uh, founder of, of XAPA and, and a contributor to the report is Raphael. Um, so you basically have this way.